Welcome, everybody. Wow, it is Saturday. It's the 11th, and guess what? I'm by myself today. Oh, poor me. I'm all by myself. It's okay. I don't mind, because uh, unfortunately, our guest, Mary Beckman, came down with some wild type of flu. I hope it's not COVID. But anyway, uh, she came down with it a couple of days ago, and last night she was just feeling terrible. So we had to excuse her for today, and I tried to get a replacement and I couldn't get one. So I figured I'm doing the show by myself today. So um, I know how to do that. I used to do a show like that years ago. So I just remember all the stuff I used to say on the radio. And there would be well more than an hour. So <clears throat> anyway, excuse me while I clear my throat. <clears throat> so anyway, this morning, uh, we're going to do the usual things like the celebrity of the week. And I picked this man. And I didn't realize why I picked him. Because... I picked Leonard Bernstein for this morning. Um, he was an incredible musician. He was an all-around, just, um, he was a genius on every level. But, of course, he produced one particular um, group or um, thing that he did in 1961, which was West Side Story, which is my absolute favorite musical that was ever written. And I have a story behind that because it brings back a lot of fond memories of my childhood. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about him and talk about his chart, talk about his life, and see what else is going on. So uh, we're going to do that. And then also, let's see, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to talk about astrology today. For those of you that are listening who haven't got any idea of what astrology is about, I'm going to try to give you a little bit of an idea you know, kind of circle around some information that might be useful for you. So we're going to be talking about that in the first section. The second section, we're going to be talking about, I think, my book, my first book that I wrote and how that was written. And that was an experience all by itself, let me tell you. When you take on a book, the book takes on you. So, um, and I'm I'm in the middle of another one right now. So it's uh, interesting to be slavishly involved with a subject that you can't ever get away from. So anyway, we're going to be doing that one. And then we're going to be talking about my third book, which is going to be about the stationary planet. And I'm going to explain a little bit about what that's about so that you can come to understand it. And I didn't realize until I started researching it how important that planet is. And there's few people that have it. Not everybody has it. But if you do you have some extra benefits or blessings coming to you. So it's very, very cool. So anyway, uh, we're going to be doing all that, and we're going to be talking about Mr. Leonard Bernstein and his wonderful chart. And uh, Yes. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Oh, we're not going to do anything else. Oh, but we're going to take phone calls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you have to white a big sign on the wall for me to do this. We're going to take phone calls for people who want readings. Yes, I'm sure there's people out there that would like some information about themselves that they don't have or they need some information about situations that they are in that they could probably somehow alleviate as well as just finding out information about yourself, you know, and so even for a five or, you know, or so minute reading it, you can learn a lot. So uh, anyway, we're going to do that, too. And the phone number is to call in 425-373-5527. Thank you. (laughs) 
Yes, there is a Nathan here, and he's going to be coming in on the conversation a little bit You're not completely alone. I know that. I'm looking right at you. (laughs) (laughs) There's just no one on the other end of the table over there. That's all right. It's okay, you know, because um, doing a show alone is kind of, you know, tricky. But uh, if I know that somebody's there that is supporting me, you know, and can actually have a conversation with, that's good. That helps me. So I appreciate it very much. So anyway, I think now we're going to take a very quick break. When we get back, we're going to do Mr. Leonard Bernstein. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites from West Side Story, in case you hadn't recognized this. Uh, this the man who wrote the music to this was Leonard Bernstein. He also wrote many other productions, too. Operas, ballets, the whole business. He was an incredibly prolific composer. So let's take a look at his chart. He was born August 25th on 1918. He was born at 1 p.m. in the afternoon in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Okay, so first of all, he's got some particulars here we'll talk about. Uh, His son is at very, very small degree, one degree of Virgo. It's right up at the top of the chart in the ninth house. And he also has Saturn, he has Venus and, and Neptune all up there in the ninth house. Well, a Venus and Neptune indication is certainly about uh, having unbelievable musical potential and it's really close it's within a degree of each other and it's in leo what better thing could you have than leo leo is the star it's the performer and when he did his work he probably saw himself on the stage but to you know when you look at if you've seen west side story it is one gigantic leo act i mean the the choreography the dancing the whole thing and the singing and the music and oh it's, it's unbelievable it's so well versed and of course it's based on the uh story of romeo and juliet and it's based on that and it's done in a more uh contemporary treatment of that with with west side story it's done with the, you know the the sharks and the jets from puerto rican and american so there was issues of race there and that's something that I'm going to talk about here for a second. We have a Sun-Uranus opposition. Now, Uranus is the person that is truly um, different in this planet. And, you know, they don't want to... Oh, we've got the thing here. Okay, great. Oh, thank you for the water. I appreciate it. Anyway, um, Uranus is about being unique and different. And Uranus is also about fighting about uh, things that are not equal to everybody else. So there are always people that are Uranian, if you were, are going to be looking at somebody, if, they're, if they are Uranian, they're going to be fighting against the status quo, like the issues of race. That's one of the reasons that Leonard Bernstein wrote this particular musical. It had to do with race, you know, between the Puerto Ricans and the Americans. 
you know, and, and back in 1961, when this was released in a movie, and it was the number one movie in the United States, it had 10 Academy Awards, including this picture. I remember the year that it won. Oh, I got so tired of hearing them say West Side Story on, on the, I said, it's, what's West Side Story doing? What's that, why is it so great? And then I think shortly after that, uh, my friend Marsha, who was my best friend in the whole world when I went to grade school, she and I discovered the soundtrack to West Side Story. And it's, just, as you could hear, it's very active. It's really fun. And it's very kind of jazzy. And it's kind of, it has a little bit bebop in it. It has a, a, a feeling of the 50s in it, of course, basically. Um, this was done in the 60s. But I think the composing happened way before that. And so, you know, the 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 street gang, you know, back in New York City, of the, the, the Puerto Ricans and the Americans were always trying to fight for turf, you know, who had what turf. And, um, and eventually it, it, it destructed, unfortunately, between two of the characters. And, and of course, um, Tony and Maria were the love, were Romeo and Juliet, and they ended up passing away. Uh, both, well, she didn't, but he did. And so, anyway, um, it, it's a really sad story. I remember I cried through almost all of it. So, when I first saw it, it was in college. I finally saw it. But my friend Marcia and I got a hold of the soundtrack of this. She got the soundtrack, the record of it. And we both fell in love with it to the point where that's all we ever did. We listened to that music and we danced in her basement. We did some jazz dancing. We did, you know, dancing like the jar- sharks and the jets, you know. And it was really kind of fun. And we just... Um, we wanted to go see the movie so much, but it was kind of restricted. It wouldn't have been a good thing for me to see at that age. It was pretty traumatic in some respects. So it's kind of had a hardcore to it. But his music, you know, it accentuated the differences between the two caste systems, you know. And uh, it was it was funny in some respects, and it was very serious in other respects. It had some of the best dancers you've ever seen in this movie. Um, they were so well-trained. And, of course, one of the reasons I wanted to bring up Bernstein today was that yesterday was the world premiere of the now West Side Story production, which Spielberg directed. So um, it's been given pretty rave reviews. And, um, and of course, it was back in 1961. It's the 60th anniversary of, the, of that one in 19, um, 1961 when, when uh, West Side Story was premiered. And then, of course, it won all the Oscars in 1961 as well. So, I mean, it's, um, let's go through a chart a little bit. Here's the Venus Neptune, you know, in Leo. That's instant, ma- amazing um, musicianship. And he, this man just never rested. He he went through. His, he reminds me a little bit of Mozart. Mozart died at thirty six years old. Of course, uh, um, Bernstein died. I think he was eighty something, eighty years old. And um, but the pace at which he went, he went into everything. He became the director of the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. He became. Um, uh, he was the director of so many different things. He started so many things in New York City, you know, where things just hadn't started there. But he just had so many ideas that he wanted to present, you know. And he just had um, an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable part of him that just was just keep going and going and going. And he wrote Candide. 
And so uh, it's, um, I can't even say enough about him, but he really did have an amazing, amazing chart. Now, other things here in his chart, he had a moon in Aries in the fifth. There's this creativity. And Aries means he's, he's a, he alone is responsible for his creativity. Because moon in Aries is a very, sort of, it's about me. It's about me. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It is kind of re- thinking about itself quite a bit. But with him, it was a creative endeavor. It all went into the creative mode. Okay, and that makes an aspect to the Uranus down here in the third house. So that third house is about communication. So he was always thinking about unique things and different things that he wanted to present. And so he did that. And then he had Scorpio rising. Oh, this is just interesting because the stuff that he dealt with, the subject matter, especially the subject matter with West Side Story, which was very painful, very tragic in the end, dealt with things that are are very heavily duty Plutonian, you know, and so he wasn't afraid of that at all. So, and he also had a Mars and Scorpio in the 12th, so that means he was driven towards the kind of the unknown and, and the unforeseen and the un, well, the music that hadn't been written yet. So, and the music he had waiting for him to write it, you know, this kind of thing. It was just really a, a stupendous sort of uh, way that he did things. And so, and then also Jupiter, Pluto, Jupiter in the eighth has a lot to do with attracting the right money at the right time. And Pluto is up there in its own house right next to Jupiter. So Jupiter, Pluto definitely means he's in search of something bigger than himself that is so huge and so dynamic that um, he can't find it in the regular the regular type of formation or the regular type of society. He had to go way outside of that to do that, which he did. And he, he just became so popular. And he, he was conducting his orchestra. And he used to have shows on the television for kids to get them exposed to, to classical music. He just wanted to help everybody. And he did. He really did. So what can I say about him? I could probably talk about him for the next hour if I had the whole list of things right now that he did. Just extraordinary. And how do you apply the astrology to that, which is kind of what I do. And so with his south and north node, those are the pathways of his soul that he's taking. The south node in the eighth house shows that he's been there through some heavy-duty stuff, and he's not afraid to take a leap into the dark stuff. And he did. He definitely did. And then the north node in Sagittarius means having a fun time doing it, but also um, helping people out to uh, help them with their philosophies and and so they can understand themselves much better. So anyway, uh, that's it. I'm going to talk about them. You know, and if you guys have any questions for when you guys call in, I know we have a call waiting, but uh, if you have a call about him or anything or if you, about yourself that you're wondering about, that you're really curious about, please give me a call. Okay? And it's... Uh, or two five three seven three five five two seven. You beat me to it. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you, Nathan. So um, anyway, we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how I got started in this business, and we're going to take the phone call that's on the air. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Energy Healing for People and Animals by Wanda Buckner. She, are you searching for a public present for people that you love? And they have pets. This would be good. And they have a gift certificate for an animal communication session with Pat, Pat, Pet and People Psychic and Healer 
Wanda Buckner. So this means you can get a, a, a gift card with her. So it's really cool. Anyway, so uh, sessions are for one hour in length and include an audio of the communication as well as clearing and balancing the animal energy field to support their health and happiness. Sessions can be in person in Olympia or at a distance. Okay, so go to www.wandabuckner.com and select the Book Now button to purchase a gift card. Gift cards are do not expire. And again, go to www.wandabuckner.com or call Wanda at 360-491-3187. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's best bioenergetic synchronization technique, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday. That means Nels Rasmussen and sister Linda Rasmussen will join us in the studio to help you and your animal friends with behavior training or healing issues. So I hope you can join us and plan to call in Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. There's a reason they invented the Internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we're going to take our very first phone call right now. This is Kathy on the line. Hello, Kathy. Hi. How are you? Okay, I guess. <laughs> you, you just okay? That's it? <laughs> well, I kind of got an operation coming up that I was wondering. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, hang on a second. got to run your chart off here real quick. I just got the data here. Okay. Oops, we didn't get the year here. So what is the year? 1954. Okay. 1954. And all right. And so I got your time of birth here. 1952. Okay. Let's see what I'm doing here. 9, 32 a.m. I think. P.M. It's P.M. P.M. Yeah. I guess it was a bad snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. It would have been about the right time of the year, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're wanting to know about the uh, particular uh, type of surgery you're going to have, right? Ah. No, I already know that. Okay, that's fine. But we're looking at the... Oh, whoa. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you something that may not make a sense, a lot of sense to you, but there's stuff coming on your, in your life that... Um, I don't know if this is going to, is it a serious operation that you're having? Well, it's a, it's a tumor in my lung, on my lung. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, you can have it, but there's things that are coming up beyond that. And I have a feeling it's related to this particular operation because you have, I'm, I'm going to explain it a little bit, so... Moon in Capricorn at 28 degrees in the 6th house. That means 6th house is the health house. And the moon is your emotions, but it's also your, yeah, it's your emotions. And also it has to do with your lungs and, you know, and your breast area too. And so, and, and because the planet Pluto is kind of sneaking in on top of that moon, it's going to probably change your uh, ability to heal to this, this particular uh the type of uh, operation that you're having is just going to be interesting. I, I don't know. If, uh, it, really, at the first, my first thought was I wouldn't recommend doing it. But uh, it, it has a lot to do 
with your emotional side and how you handle the emotions. And so the the thing that this thing that's going to bring up, it might be bringing up a lot of emotional stuff for you, this particular uh, surgery. So do you have any other questions about that? Well, if I if I don't do it, it's just it, right now it's like half of my on half of my lung. If I don't do it, it will consume my whole lung. There's no other way around it. Right, I can't. Right. There's, okay. It's not. It's benign, but it's a very rare okay. tumor. And if I don't have it, it's just going to consume my whole lung. Oh, I believe that. Okay. So when is the actual surgery? Well, I haven't. That time. Oh, you haven't said it yet. Okay. No, because I'm going to see the surgeons uh, this week. Okay. Okay, that's right. All right. Okay, so find out if, I think what I would do is do it as soon as you possibly can. Yeah, so that you avoid that this thing that's coming on. If you do it early, it might be fine. So if you do it a little bit later, it might be testing things. So uh, it's kind of harder to explain, you know, having having a surgery, you know, during this time that where Pluto's going to be going over a planet of yours. Pluto means, you know, you can probably pass away if you had to, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing I w- wonder about Pluto. It's going to change your emotional nature, but it's also going to change it in the way that um, may uh, may affect your ability to survive. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm kind of worried about. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, and I think you're already picking up on that. So, um I would go talk to them and said, you know, when is the soonest I can do this, you know, and and just talk to them about it. And you know, my frank feeling is that I wouldn't want you to do it because of this thing that's coming along, but you may have to do it. And it's the it's the time to pick the right time and the date when this is happening so that it doesn't thre- threaten your health in any way. So. How long is Pluto going to be? There? It's going to be there a while, unfortunately. It's a very long transiting planet. It takes a good two years to move through a sign, and it's just coming up on your moon right now. And it's going to be sometime at the end of the year or into the new year when it's going to go over that planet. You know, and I just kind of looked at it and I went, no, no, not that. And, but, you know, there's an opportunity for you to transform and grow out of this, you know, and... Things may hit you hard. Things may, you know, you have to face a, a survival type of situation. But, it, you know, there may be things that you go through in the meantime that really help you with this. And be, it's going to be emotional, in other words, very emotional for you. Is it? Is it like, am I going to be? Could I be stuck in a nursing home for the rest of my life? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm looking at your chart. You have a lot of inner strength. I can see that, you know, and, and oh, you have Leo rising too. That's cool. So, yeah, you have a lot of inborn strength that's built into your chart, and you don't have any weakness there. And so uh, I think you'd be able to take care of that. But, you know, and, you know, the other thing is, too, you got three planets down here in the fourth house. That's your mom's house. That's your home uh, home house. And that's Saturn and, and um, Mer- Venus and Mercury in Scorpio. Those are all ruled by the planet Pluto. So you're going to find yourself communicating to people that really need it, that you haven't said pe- stuff to people. That's going to be part of this transit. It really will be, you know. Because there may be people in your life that you just haven't really, you know, really come down and said the stuff that really matters to you, to them. 
you know, about them, you know, and how they treated you when you were growing up. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity for an immense amount of growth. So the, I need to, I need to say what I got to say. Oh, heck just, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, you've got my complete permission to do that. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, anything financial? <laughs> uh, I don't see anything here. Nothing that's that's dragging out anything here. But you just need to wor- worry about and take care of your emotional side. See, Moon and Capricorn is not exactly used to expressing its emotions. It, it keeps it contained to the business that it's doing, you know. And so that maybe means that you packed away emotional stuff for a long time that you didn't even look at. Well, guess what? It's time to look at it. Yeah, it's time to unpack that that thing in the closet that's got lots of stuff hidden in there. Time to do that. Yeah. You might find yourself extremely emotional, but you know what? You'll be in better shape if you are. Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> you take care of yourself, okay, Kathy? Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, so we need to take a break. And I have another I have another call, right? Yeah, we'll be speaking with Matt Shea. He's giving us a call. He's got a question for us, as oh, his curious self always does. Call. Okay. <laughs> Let me okay, let's just take a break really quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take that and we'll come back with Matt Shea. This is Eileen Grimes with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Bonnie Barnard, who has invested her adult life in finding and refining her spiritual practice. Begin 2022 by looking at life with new eyes. On Saturday, Carol Bromley, the Christmas Carol, returns from London with spirit messages for the holidays, the ultimate stocking stuffer, and God bless us, everyone. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Oh, it's... <laughs> it didn't play. Oh, that didn't play. Oh, I see why. Oh, okay. We've got a little funky things going on, so... Are you Today's to... show is powered by Neptune. <laughs> oh, isn't it, though? I was waiting for that one. Anyway, welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. And we're going to take on Mr. Matt Shea right now. I think somebody's in here. Put on Matt Shea. Hello, Matt. Hello, Eileen. How are you? <laughs> Things are fine here in the studio, believe it or not. <laughs> but... well, it's a beautiful rainy morning. I'm in my car, and I wasn't sure if we would have a connection. And I'm going to put you on the spot. I ta- I bounced this off of Nathan, and I got him on my side. So you're going to get teamed up a little bit. I loved how you opened up these shows, and I love it when people get to call in, because you have the whole world listening in, and there'll be many who do. Well, I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah. You had mentioned at the very beginning about the understanding of astrology. Right. I'm kind of a newbie. It was through you when it got introduced to me, and it seemed to hold some water when I got my first few, because I've had several readings from you and more. Right. And so now I'm going to put you, I'm going to hold you in check. Okay. Could you please share with us the first time when you had your interest directed towards astrology and then you got some feedback from it? Okay. The first time I was ever exposed to astrology was back in 1990 
I'd had a, a breakfast with a potential client. I was doing another business at that time. And uh, I remember when I was talking to him on the phone to make the appointment, he said, by the way, what's your birth date? And I said, well, it's this. And he said, what time were you born? And I told him. And where were you born? And I told him. And so he says, okay, I'm going to have your chart ready when you I said, my chart, what's my chart? And he said, well, it's your astrology chart. And I said, well, okay, that's interesting. So I remember we sat down to breakfast one morning. And he popped up this funny-looking wheel with a bunch of symbols on it, which I couldn't figure out. And he said, well, let me tell you about your chart. It's really, in, it's very intense, very, very psychological. And you're going to have a huge transformational thing that's happening in the next, you know, five, six months. Well, he was right. I left my husband and I started my own business with astrology. But it started very quickly, Matt. Um, it, um, I was interested in what I was interested in. The thing that I am interested in is people who know stuff about me that I don't know. Okay. So he basically said, you know, this is what you have going on and this is this kind of stuff that's going to happen for you and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, it was uh, really um, an interesting meeting, but um, I wanted to know why he knew so much and he recommended a book and he says, oh, good, I can read it in a book. Well, finding out that there are thousands of books on astrology and that would have just covered like a little thumbnail scratch of the totality of astrology. And so um, I basically, um, I started to study it about five months later. I got a book and I found out there were classes I could take very close to me where I lived, which I took them there, took five or six classes. And I knew that right then and there I was hooked. You know, and the thing about astrology is I want to explain to the people and the audience is that astrology picks people. It, you don't pick it. You know, oh, I'd love to be an astrologer someday. That's not how it works. And, and everybody who's ever become an astrologer has it kind of sneak up on them and kind of drop themselves in, and drop it in their lap and say, this is what we have here. This is what the potential you have to learn about people. And once I started learning, I said, that's it. I'm done. I don't need to look anywhere else. I know that I found what I need to find, you know, that really fit my life perfectly. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> that was my finding because the first, one of the first readings I had, I brought Ella with me. You yes, remember right. Ella? Yes. And on the ride home, each of us was asking, how in the world did she know these traits we had that I guess we do have, but we never really it never really dawned on us until you shed light on it. Right. And so that's what I like about it. It gives us information about ourselves. We make a more just course yes. in our life, so that Absolutely. we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Oh, I'll, oh yeah. I mean, it, it's it's amazing what a it's not necessarily stops you from going places. You just make other choices. You see. You. That's it exactly. Yeah. You're you know. Not, predicting the future you are letting them be aware of themselves so they can make personal adjustments and make better free will choices exactly. in life and uh, that's why i removed the hocus pocus part of it oh yeah i'm going to get off this line because you got the entire yeah, i've got other phone calls here they are they're coming I, in i think you're going to have many the show is fantastic and you and nathan are doing a great job thank you, you. and you are going to be on the show on january 1st I'm ready for that one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Okay, thanks, Happy Matt. Happy holidays. Okay, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. He's great. Okay. 
Let's we... go ahead and take our next caller calling in for a reading, and that's Carissa from Seattle. Oh, Welcome okay. to the show, Carissa. You're live with Eileen Grimes on the Jupiter Rising show. Oh, there. I don't Thank know which. Carissa. Oh, here we go. Hello. Okay. You're from Olympia, right? Yes. Okay. Now let me get your information here and plug it in. Hang on a second. All right. Alrighty. Okay. That's. Uh, oh, your birthday's coming. Oh, wait. You just had your birthday. I just had it. Yes, I did. <laughs> December 6th. You lovely Sagittarius, you. Yes. <laughs> 1958. Okay. 1958. All right. I have to look at And as we're getting these information put in, just want to remind you the phone numbers if you want to call in for a reading from Eileen Grimes, 425 373 5527. Give us a call now and we can get you onto the show. Yes. 520, you're 528 a.m., right? Is your birth time? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Just checking. And you're born in Seattle. All right. Okay. And what kind of question do you have? Well, um, I. Um, Oh, look at all that. Um, oh, ooh, what a cool chart. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm... tell me. <laughs> <laughs> You're really a Sagittarius. I mean, really a Sagittarius. Okay. And your chart, um, you have an unbelievable positive attitude about things. But there's there's stuff. You have a positive attitude, things, unless things go a little bit awry. You do tend to, I think... Um, you do have a, a mind of an elder. Let me put it to you that way. You have a very deep thinking, and it's also very profound, but it's also very mature. Okay, you have a, kind of that uh, sense of mastery when it comes to... By the way, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm retired. And what did you do before you retired? What did I do? I worked on um, Alaska State Ferries. Oh, you did? Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For 32 years. (laughs) I believe it. You see, Sagittarius is the sign of the traveler, okay? And you travel all over the world to find yourself, basically go for areas for, for, you know, have a pilgrimage somewhere where you're trying to find out who you are and what you are, and you find it out through the the customs and the, uh, the, yeah, basically the customs of the country that you're in. Have you been to foreign countries? Yes. I knew that. Okay. And then you have the planet Jupiter, the ruler of all that, right on your ascendant. So it is so, you're very positive with people, extremely positive. Oh, you're very intense. You probably have eyes that stare out at people. But <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can look at people and people, they'll, they'll feel like you're looking right through them. Mm, so okay. that's, yes, that's true, actually. So when you have all that, um, and then you have the, um, have you ever done any writing? No. Okay. That's something I very much suggest that you do, because you probably have some interesting stories from your working, you know, on the Alaska, you know, shipping thing. You see, that's a, that whole thing is a big, you know, travel thing. So you did that, and um, that's pretty cool that you did that, because it was something that part of you felt you had to do. And, you know, the industry, the travel agency or the travel industry could be anything. It could be, you know, boats. It could be you know, airplanes, anything like that. But it's something you would have been attracted to because you tend, mm-hmm. to, you tend to find yourself when you go off into foreign places. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I agree, yes. Okay. Yes. So what is your specific question that you want to know about? Well, I want to know about upcoming surgery. Oh, you too. Um, I, 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, the last year I've had carpal tunnel, and oh. I had one surgery done in May. Okay. And it did nothing. Oh, okay. And so I went to a different surgeon last week, and he told me that he does not perform that procedure because um, he doesn't have any good outcomes, so he stopped okay. doing it years ago. Okay, and the carpal tunnel is on your hands, I'm assuming? Yes, both okay. hands. Okay, um, I see so that here. It's been a very frustrating year. <laughs> I believe I have not it. been too positive. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm seeing that here, and I'm thinking, you know, the thing that has to do with your hands is the planet Mercury, and it's right next to Saturn, and that means that could be difficulty in finding some sort of treatment for this. You know, it may be, some, it may be something in your hands that they, they crunch up so bad, tension crunches them up so bad, you can't really move your hands. Is that accurate? Well, I don't know about tension. It's yeah, it's very difficult to move my hands. Okay. And yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. Um, you know, it's really hard to to kind of diagnose things on, you know, people with astrology. But I can kind of look at this and I can see what the issues are. And um, it seems like, when did, did you have troubles with this your whole life? No, never. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's good. Never. I'm glad to and hear I'm that. I'm a very hands-on. Yeah, I'm a very hands-on person. I'm constantly doing things with my hands, so it's okay. been very frustrating. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely sort of creative. Okay, that makes total sense. Okay. Um. Well, and you're, you're What would they be able to do to your hands with the surgery? What you're asking them to do? They would be able to release the medial nerve. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And you don't really know anybody, or they don't know anybody that does it either, right? Well, this this other surgeon, he does it a different. He does a different procedure. Oh, I see. And he said, "I can get results if I do this other procedure." Okay. So okay. Um, I'm wanting to schedule it. I'm waiting for the scheduler to call me. Okay. So. Well, I don't see anything wrong with doing that. I think it could free you up. It could free you up also. With and I have a feeling that this actually relates to your ability to speak pe- to people too. You know, when this has started to happen, and maybe you felt your throat sort of incre- sort of constricted too. You know, it's kind of related to those two things are kind of related: the hands and the throat and the and the speaking. So uh, I'm just wondering that it might help you. So I wouldn't, you know, if the guy says he can help you, then it's probably going to be good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but um, if it's too much work to get it, you know, what I would do is just back off for a while and come back to it later. You know, because it may not be the right time for you to do it, too. So I think... Well, that's the thing. I'm hoping. I had it done, you know, as soon as I could last time because I I wanted relief so I could be out in the garden and work last summer and be out in the yard and... And then, you know, nothing happened. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, your body will give you the clues that you need to have. If things aren't happening and you kind of wanting to really make them happen and they're not going to happen, the best thing to do is just back off for a while, you know, and okay. until you have an opening, some sort of thought opening or body opening where something actually moves or lets go of in your hands. Or, you know, or opens up the right timing for having somebody to look at it and deal with it. So that's what I would do. 
Yeah. Sometimes we just can't go against our own body, you know. We want to rush all this stuff, and it looks like everything is going right. against it. Then, no, nah, you got to back off and do it later. Just concentrate on something else for a while. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Have a have a wonderful day. Well, thank you. And you have a great Christmas, too. Okay. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we still have another phone call, right? Yes. We, we do, but it is time for a break. <gasps> you are so right. Okay, I'm going to take a break here, and when we get back, we're going to take another phone call. I believe from Ivy is her name. And I believe we do probably have a little bit of time after Ivy, possibly. So if you do want to get into the line to have a reading from Eileen, we can... I think we'll be able to squeeze in one more caller if one comes through. Yeah. And just want to remind you, phone number 425-373-5527. Okay, thank you. And be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and in Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Okay, so now that the open enrollment thing is over, there's going to be another opening going to be next month. And I'm not sure what exactly what that's for, but I think it's when you... I think you can get other stuff done at that time. So what I would do is call her over the next several weeks and find out what kind of um, open enrollment situation is going on there. So, yes. So anyway, if you want to get a hold of her, you can contact her at this Medicare Exchange. And then also her phone number is 253-318-9379 for appointments. And you can call her or actually you can email her at sbergstrom at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years' experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206 816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much and I'll see you soon. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KK on W Alternative Talk Radio and I'm doing readings this morning and I believe the next one is from Ivy. Ivy is on the phone right now. Hi, Ivy. Hi, Eileen. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, good. I'm glad. Okay. I'm just getting your information put on my computer here, and then I'll have it here in just a sec. Okay. A Bramerton, Washington. Okay. Now, what is your question that you have? Well, I'm, I wondered if I was born under Mercury retrograde. Oh, that's I a good question. I seem to be one of those people. I, I get so much done. I love it. Well, no, you weren't, actually. You were born under regular Mercury. Okay. It was not retrograde. <laughs> you know, I should probably look at the, uh, I don't have my ephemeris here to look at the date as it came along, you know, dates before and dates later to see if it was going to change direction. You know, and when it does that, that's a whole different story. But um, your Mercury is in Libra, so you probably are very, do you write and stuff like that? A little. I okay. journal. Sometimes poetry. Okay, that's good. 
And, um, yeah, you do have um, some talents with that. It looks like you have the ability to write about you know, things that are, are bothering people, people that aren't feeling like there is not, um, not enough time for them or something like that. I mean, like when um, a particular race is, not, is feeling pounded upon, you would get under their skin and talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like you, you kind of, that's the kind of things your brain looks for when it's looking for stuff. And that's stuff that has to do with um, basically, you know, the business of inequality in relationships and with people. So I just thought I'd mention that. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. You might find yourself reading stuff about that that would that would really kind of get under your skin. You would, you know, and you can find friends, too. You've got a couple of things under here in, in the 11th house, which is the house of friendship and humanitarianism. You have Neptune up there, too. So that's some sort of artistic feature that you may do performing or something like that, you know, for, you know. But I'm just kind of making this up as I go along, by the way. But, you know, I'm kind of seeing you have a 10th house son in Virgo, and um, that's the that's the house that, it likes to be in because it's the top of the heap. It's where your your career is. You've been a career lady your whole life, and um, you have uh, a lot of stuff behind it that wants to. So, what have you done with your life? What is your your job that you've done? Oh, you um, mostly administrative work, office okay. work, and in the medical area. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, there's Moon in the sixth. That makes sense. So you probably get a lot of emotional satisfaction from being in the medical field. Okay, and that would also... And then I volunteered at Children's for like 15 years holding the babies. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) great. You know, and I think, too, that you would be extremely good with people who come in who have really big problems and they really don't know how to who to go to to t- talk to about that really uh, could help you. And those are big problems that people don't really want to talk about to other people. But when you sit and talk to them, you have a way of opening them up, you know, so that they really do say something to you and it gives you a clue of what's going on with them. So, yeah, you have, you know, you have a fair amount of Scorpio in your chart, too, So plus the Scorpio rising. And so that makes you um, very intense with people. When you look at them, you just see them. Yeah. Yes. But then sometimes I feel like I don't want to hear people's problems. Cause, yeah. You know. you know, that's the funny thing about you guys. You know, um, I ask people, do you have a lot of people wanting you to sit down and talk about their problems? And he says, yes, I don't know what to do about them. They're all over the place. You know, kind of like what you're saying. But, you know, the, the universe has chosen you to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, your chart is the chart you made with God when you incarnated. So you have some talents in that area. You know, you have a way of sifting through people's conversation and coming up with the spot-on stuff that they need to know about. Mm-hmm. So good for you. you know, yeah. We need more people like you. <laughs> so it's great. Okay. So what else did you want to know, just really quick? Well, anything coming up next year that I need to look at? Oh, I've been yeah. taking some art classes. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, your moon in Taurus. I love that. Um, yeah, and actually... Okay, Uranus has already gone over that, so you've been done with that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any commi- any sort of things that are going to happen here astrologically. The transits in your chart are the planets where they are right now, and when you relate them to your chart, and that kind of shows you upcoming events and trends that are happening. So I really don't see that much. I okay. really don't, and it's it's lucky. But 
I was thinking, no, nope, nothing with the Scorpio stuff either, except for the um, the Ascendant. Your Ascendant is 26, so that might be later on be involved with uh, Saturn and also Uranus, and that will be coming up within the next year. So it'll be kind of unexpected. So I really couldn't tell you what a Uranus transit brings you because it's stuff that you that I wouldn't know what they are, but you wouldn't know either. But when it shows up, you go, oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, Mylene said something like this would happen. <laughs> yes. You know, expect the unexpected because that's really what it is. So, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. okay. Well, thank you very much for your call today. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay. So, do we have any other calls? One more caller. I just handed you in the information. Linda calling in from Seattle. Say hello to Eileen, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, hi Eileen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I don't... Oh, here you are. I can see this. Okay. Okay, you're born 61951. Um, 6'9". Yes. Yeah. Six, oh, that's 6'9". It looks like an... Oh, I get it. That's, yeah. That's the hyphen. All right. Hang on a second. Let me pull this up here. Okay, six nine two nine. And just to give you an idea of what's going on here, Linda, I think uh, you're calling in to find out which uh, planet is affecting you the most right now, correct? Ah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. You might have your... Okay. And then also have Seattle. Okay. Let me take a look here. Okay. Come on. Come on. And... Li- Eileen's just putting that information into her computer so she can bring up the chart and take a look at it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at this. All right. Well, what is the one that... There's lots of planets that can affect you yeah, right now. Just trying to here. figure out which one could be the most <laughs> affecting. Okay. Which one is the pro- most problematic here? Okay. Okay. We don't have to worry about that. Okay. I think... Yeah, the nodes are going through Gemini and Sagittarius, and that's actually in your sun sign and your Mars. So what that actually is doing is propelling you towards uh, events in the future that will have you be looking at what you're doing, how you're doing it, and how you want to change it to make sure that you get the most possible benefit out of it, but also you're learning about who you really are. You know, there's times in our lives we're always questioning, who am I really? What am I supposed to do with my life? You know, and those are the kind of questions you're going to find yourself asking yourself over the next several years, okay. for the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So have you been doing that? Oh, I have. And I think I've come through some challenging transits. I think Pluto and I don't know, there's been some other challenges. So I think, yeah. Yes. I, I Yeah. I'm, this doesn't sound as hard. Oh, Pluto won't over your ascendant. I see that. Uh-huh. And that's already done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see what else we have. Here. My bones are glad it's done. <laughs> oh, sure. You yeah. know, and uh, you have Taurus at the bottom of your chart. So Uranus is about to go over your fourth house cusp. It hasn't done it yet, but it okay. is going to certainly. Okay. That, that is going to really shake up your home life. I mean, really. Yeah. That's, that's been sort of been shaken up for in fact the day uranus went into taurus uh-huh was the day changes started happening that first day there you go yeah, yeah it's amazing how yeah. fast it yeah it depends you know uranus is something that comes along you know because it's very slow moving so it comes along you know and here's 18 degrees of taurus you know fourth house and um, it, it seems like it wouldn't show up right away well, but then other times it just my, shows up immediately my uranus is in my sixth house oh yes Okay, yeah. so that has to do with your job. So um, 
The sixth house, yeah. Yeah, so what's yeah. going on with your job right now? Uh, not working. Retired. Oh, well, that's probably just as well. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Uranus statement. <laughs> I'm going to quit. Darn it. I don't want to work anymore. Isn't you that know. little sudden health problems, too? Or Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've never been some of those. So, but there yeah, Uranus some. can be your nervous system. Uh-huh. You know, and, and anything zappy in your body that's kind of getting you kind of tweaked out. Yep. Yeah, that's so you've been getting that. Okay. okay. Just checking it off. You know, the doctor is checking off the, you yeah. know, the list oh, here. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll let you go because I know you're getting ready to close the show. That's so. right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your call. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Oh, it's time for us to go. Oh, my gosh. We ran it. Okay. I just want to say who's going to be here next week. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, next week is Jackie Slevin. And then the following week, we will not be here. That's Christmas Day, but that's okay. And then we also have on January 1st, we had, you heard him on here earlier, and that was Mr. Matt Shea, and he will be on the show for brand new for New Year. So he's going to come up with all sorts of stuff for that. So I think that's it that I got. I really don't have anything much to say. I had all that other stuff planned, but who knew? <laughs> so anyway, I'm, are we ready to go? We still got about three minutes here. What? But I do know before uh, the show started, you were kind of taking a look at what the planets were doing right now. Okay. And yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, let me take a look. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull up a chart and look at things in the in the... So it's kind of, all right, here we go. Um, okay, we have, okay, oh, Uranus is 11 Taurus. Now, she's coming in with 18 Taurus on her fourth house cuff, so it's going to be a little while before Uranus hits her fourth house, and that was Kathy or somebody, Linda. It was Linda. So you're going to have to wait a little bit for that because Uranus is at 11 degrees right now. And also we have Pluto, oh, God. Okay, we have Neptune. Oh, we have Neptune, and no wonder this show's been. You do the Neptune thing again. Today's show is powered again. by Neptune. Thank you. That's perfect <laughs> because the moon's in Pisces today, next to Neptune. Okay, Pisces rules Neptune, so Neptune rules Pisces. I mean, so that's perfect. Why everything was kind of going off the rails a little bit. So anyway, I'm trying to look at other things here. Okay, Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter and Saturn have been try- moving a, a together in the sky. They were in the sky plus Venus uh, and Saturn and Jupiter were all up there together in the in the falling into the sky last night. You couldn't see it because of the, the, the clouds, but it was quite up there. And a whole bunch of them were lined up last night. So, and then, of course, we have the Pluto and the Venus. <sighs> Oh, my God. Okay, here's the biggest one. Pluto and Venus are together. And that means that a lot of people's relationships will either cat- catapult or they'll self-destruct or they'll get, you'll get into a relationship that will change your life. It's big, you know. And so if you watch the news right now, it's kind of interesting the places that are being hit by things um, that are kind of related to Venus stuff, but not not extremely that much, but... You know, it ha- can have a lot to do with destructive stuff, which is Tor- which is Scorpio, and that's um, Pluto. But when you have Neptune next to it, it means relationships come under the, the guise or the view of Pluto, and Pluto can kind of go, I'm sorry, this relationship is not going to work, so you have to go. And, you know, it'll be like a mutual decision or by one person. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, if that's good. We're just about out of time here, so we're getting ready to fade yeah. in this music. And this has been kind of a crazy hour, which I figured it would be. But thank you guys for all that called in. I'm very excited about that. And um, I will be back here next week with Jackie Slevin. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.